We're live. Oh, we're on air. Um, if anyone is listening, um, very disappointed in you. I think you should reevaluate your life that you're wasting your time listening to this right now. There's actually probably nothing. You're, you're going to learn nothing on this podcast, I, for sure. I think, actually, you're going to lose brain cells, actually, because of this. So, I'll give you five seconds to turn off your phone or your radio right now. Five, four, three, two, one. Nick's gonna be editing in this guy, so it's gonna be pretty funny. He's gonna he's gonna listen to us like at least twenty times over. Cut down the the silence. Cut down the BS. Add a laugh track in the background. <laughs> I think we need it. All right. Why don't we talk about why we're doing this podcast? I really have no idea why. You know what? I've gone back and forth in my mind. Cause at first. I thought it was such a great idea. <laughs> like, I listen to podcasts, and I'm like, you know what? I can do this. But should I do this? That is the moral question. But yet, here I am. I yeah. mean, it helps I didn't need to leave my house to do it. <laughs> and I didn't have to change out of my sweatpants. That's so. true. I did come in my sweatpants, too. So, yeah, I don't know what we're going to get out of this podcast, actually. Probably nothing. Yeah. Probably nothing but trouble, actually. <laughs> Where are you, Where is this going to be uploaded, Nick? No? All right. We don't know <laughs> which legal ground we could upload this to that will not get us in trouble. I think SoundCloud's probably a good choice. It's mm. free. I, I think it's free. Actually, I don't know. Hmm. I sure hope it's free because <laughs> no we, we, we've already us. sunk way too much money into this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean... I figure we're not going to discuss stuff like what we listen to most. Well, it's probably going to overlap, to be honest. I feel like we're going to discuss a lot of stuff that you hear on, like, Joe Rogan. Yeah, and then sports stuff as well. (laughs) Sports stuff pertaining to only, probably, only, like, Toronto teams. Yeah, probably. But, you know, that's just what it is. That's just what we're doing, you know? This is like taking our WhatsApp chat and putting it into like an audio version. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, that's that's pretty true. Because Stephen asked us to do no, he suggested we do a podcast, and we're doing one before him. He's probably gonna be a guest at least on one of them, unless you know he he ever moves back here permanently. Then you know he can be a permanent member. Mm-hmm. Except you know it's gonna be a lot of random sex jokes. Yeah, a lot of sex jokes that we have to press stop for. <laughs> yeah. Where I start to question my own morality <laughs> after even listening to it. But it could be the start of some media enterprise. You know, Steve's got his blog. You know, we've got this podcast going on. You know, we have, we have Nick, who produces. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is, it, is not here. Yeah, that was Norm, actually. Yes. <laughs> that yeah, was Norm of, and Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a lot of random... Inside jokes that, you know, what what am I saying? You guys are probably like our friends that are listening to no this one, anyways. No one we don't know is going to listen to this. And if by accident they find it, may God help that person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good. I think doing this, you know, actually doing something and not talking about it for the longest time is good. So this is just us daring ourselves to follow through with it. Pretty much. I think if we can go at least four episodes, that'd be probably a good success story. I think we just have to like get over the hump a little bit. So the first yeah. few are going to be painful. Yeah, it's probably very awkward like right now. You know, we don't first, know what our format you know, the is. The first time is always awkward. <laughs> I like, can't remember my first time. You just got to get over that hump, <laughs> sometimes literally, and just get through it. Sometimes it's painful. <laughs> Painful for you or painful for <laughs> Pain, pleasure, who's telling the difference? I don't know. Yeah. So hopefully we're going to get Domino's delivery guy in here to, yeah. to say something and get them or get them to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, we please, have some stuff that we want to talk about. Please, Domino's, do not sue us. <laughs> yeah. Domino's Canadian or Canada <laughs> branch. So, what do we want to roll into? Talk about first our favorite topic: weed. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope my family doesn't listen to this. But if they listen to it in July of next year, everything's cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I guess so. It's more like... Should we name drop people? We already did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Nick can always obviously bleep himself out of this all the yeah. time. <laughs> but if, if Nick wanted to expose us... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... The article you pulled up. Is this the one about uh, Oklahoma? Is it Oklahoma? I thought it was Denver, right? So it's an article out of Oklahoma that's talking about uh, Colorado five years later. Yeah. So Colorado has legalized marijuana sale and growth for five years now. And this Oklahoma newspaper is talking about the implications of what has happened in Colorado. Um, I don't know about you, but... Oklahoma should be happy to get any sort of traffic in Oklahoma. That's true. Not to shit out Oklahoma, but I just did. <laughs> I mean, some of the claims are kind of ridiculous. Like, the whole home homeless rate. I guess it's, you know, marijuana attracts homeless people. Apparently that's the case. It's not making people homeless. It's just attracting homeless people to come over. Right, because the homeless people can come over to Colorado and get an easy high. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure street street weed, you know, it's cheaper than whatever you're getting from the store anyway, so you don't have to pay tax on that. So, I think what they're talking about here is kind of the result of all these people being on the street, not even really even attacking the problem. It's just saying you're migrating all the homeless people around, but that kind of highlights the other problem, that they're not doing anything for these homeless people, Yeah, and they are just migrating to get an easy high. But wasn't wasn't it in the news a couple of years ago that like Colorado made so much money, like so much revenue on marijuana that they were giving back like taxes to like like the residents in the yeah. state? Yeah, you're giving back taxes to the people who are paying taxes, but homeless people ain't paying no taxes. Yeah, I know, but like I mean, you got like a lot of money, you know, surplus where you can actually use it for like social pro- programs at this point, right? Right, but you know, I don't think any of these government legislators are very concerned with helping homeless people out or solving any real problem whatsoever yeah at the same time there's like a lot of uh, the last five years has been like an increase in like homeless rate too is that across america or i don't know if it's like yeah i would say it's probably across america like you know we've seen pictures from our friends doing travel across like la and you see like all these tents just being pitched up in on the street People living like that. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Because you don't think about like all those like people just hanging out on the streets. Because they never get any you know, media time, TV time. When you think about people living in tent cities or shanty towns, you think about like natural disaster that struck. Or like some third world country. Yeah. You don't think about anywhere in North America or the first world. Like that kind of stuff happening. No, even the image of seeing like, like that... In LA, was I listened to some podcasts, other podcasts too, and they're talking about, you know, was it LA has like a Compton, right? It's pretty bad, but it's being like um, gentrified at the same time. But they're always like blocking that one street. It's like you see like all these nice condos, nice establishment, but across the street, it's uh, literally you see like people homeless, and you know they're getting kind of caged in, not physically having literally having a cage there but the way that they built everything it kind of cages them in it's kind of trapping all these people that are homeless or poor it's kind of it's kind of crazy i don't know if there's anything like that in toronto but not that i can think of i really don't think so i think toronto is kind of a different makeup uh you see somewhat of a different um like ghettos in the city like an ethnic ghetto of like one race that lives in a particular place. Yeah. But I don't know if that kind of issue has been or that kind of situation has come up anywhere in, in, in the GTA. I know we've heard a lot about uh, Parkdale 
yeah. West and the uh, issues of rising rent costs, uh, condos coming up, gentrification happening, and people being pushed out. Uh, just recently, outside my old office, we had um, a rent strike or um, sorry, a protest that blocked King and Dufferin Street. Uh, the issue is pretty serious; like it's getting pretty real. They're building a new condo um, just east of Dufferin, um, across from Lamport Stadium. Yeah, They're building a huge sprawling complex. But I don't know if that complex includes any like, um, I guess mixed. Like uh, social income, housing? Yeah, mixed income housing yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I thought eventually, like, they're supposed to do that with the condo developments, right? That's what, like, the mayor was saying, like, oh, we're going to allow you to build, you know, condos, but you're going to have to allot a specific amount or units for, you know, so- Toronto social housing. Right. But anything they do is probably not enough. Like, that area of the city in particular, the situation is so bad. Um, I don't know if you remember, like, last year, the year before, there's a no-frills in Parkdale. Oh, yeah, yeah, that and one. And the no-frills uh, had some roof damage, some water damage. They had to close down the store for more than a month or several months, yeah. whatever. And then there were people, uh, the residents there, that are like, how, how are we going to eat? Like, we, we don't have any other place to buy our groceries. Yeah, that's crazy, What right? What the owner of the no-frills ended up doing is... Uh, hiring a shuttle that would pick people up from his store and take them to the next closest store. So, in a way, that business owner has done more for that community than (laughs) the city has done in order to stop people being, you know, having their rent jacked up or being thrown on the street. Yeah, I mean, I think the closest one that I've seen that actually, like, traveling in Canada actually got me scared was out in, like, Vancouver. Man, was it East Hastings? That's, that's what they call it. You can see like such a drastic change where if you take, you know, if you, you know, just walk past, walk down the street and if you go over, you know, like instantly you're in the wrong place. And for us, we, we drove through it. And when we saw it outside, it was scary as heck. People, it's just a lot of people that are, you know, troubled. Well, I don't want to say troubled, but you know, you can see that they're, there's problems, right? And I can't even I can't even imagine if it's just like one little, you know, stretch of street in Vancouver, what it'd be like like if you have a whole community that's basically mm-hmm. like that. When you watch like all these YouTube videos, you know, sometimes when I get very spaced out, I would watch these YouTube videos. And I'm going on there, I'm like, what is it like to live in like Detroit, Michigan, you know? And they'll drive through and you and you see like the hood, it's like crazy. People just sit in on, on, on the porch. They don't even live there because, you know, but it's just a place for them to hang out. And... It's just a place to sit down. Yeah. You know, I think we all go through life. At some point, the biggest priority in our life is finding a place to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> As we reach that older age, it becomes more and more important. But I guess Detroit keeping it real. They're ahead of, our t- ahead of their time <laughs> yeah. right now. But yeah, I mean... That's a crazy point that they're making in, in that article, saying that, you know, this, this is the reason why weed is bad, or marijuana is bad. But I think they're just figuring out now in Oklahoma, because they must have a lot of slow news days in Oklahoma. Sorry to show, show <laughs> Oklahoma again. Um, but I think from our perspective, the way that, you know, marijuana legalization has taken its slow climb in Canada uh, with the legal gray area uh, dispensaries opening up and then getting shut down and opening up and getting shut down again uh, this legislation that's supposed to be coming in uh, next year and then all the provinces that are kind of taking their steps and measures to get ready for it um, I think we'll be reaching kind of the watershed moment very soon uh, where we have to start thinking about you know what are the implications on our society but if it were up to me, I would not have any of our current politicians be in charge of any of those decisions. <laughs> well, it probably doesn't work that we have like the ex, who's that, like the chief, the Toronto chief, Bill Blair. Yeah, Bill Blair running the show in terms of you know figuring out how to legalize this because this man spent his entire career kind of fighting this, and now you're asking him to go and you know set you know the rules, the laws. 
to make sure everything's right. I mean, it's I understand you you need that checkpoint. That's mm -hmm. that's a good point of view to have. But at the same time, how about like an openness? You know, not everyone that you know enjoys cannabis are you know gonna throw their life away and basically just you know you know smoke up every day and not want to do anything with their life, right? I would say the vast majority. And I come from a very uneducated opinion on this, but I would say the vast majority of people are just using it as like a recreational drug. They're not out there trying to like their life. If their life is on skid row already, their life was already there. They just have marijuana to like, you know, occupy their time during the day. The marijuana is not the cause of where they are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same kind of thinking with like booze, right? You know, how is it so normal? It's become so normal for us. Like, we're, we're 30s. So basically, we, we grew up thinking drinking is normal. Mm -hmm. You know, but if we rewind it like what, 100 years ago, it'd be crazy. We'll be in pro prohibition. Well, not yet. It'll be yeah. like 90 years ago. But just to think, like right now, we're we're doing this podcast. You know, we're recording. We're just sipping on beer like it's nothing. Yeah. You know, back in the nineteen thirties, you know, we sipped this beer. The police can. Well, first of all, the police might break down and say, like, "What is this establishment? Why is there?" Yes. You know, why do these minorities in this place <laughs> yeah. with property in here? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't work that we're sub level too. That's, I think that's just keeping it real. I think. <laughs> yeah. That's not a topic that I want to delve into quite yet. Yeah. But I mean, a couple points. It's, I think it's just what? Point, point A or, you know, lots of homeless people. Point B is just like kids are getting high. Mm -hmm. You know, people. Yeah, I can probably see that happening. <laughs> if we if weed is so easily accessible, it's decriminalized and people use it recreational, you know. I'm pretty sure everyone would just do it or at least try, right? Right. But it's up to you to try and then figure out it's something you don't want to do. Yeah. I know plenty of people that's tried it, you know, tried it once and then it's just not for them. It's just not for them. Yeah. A lot of people just don't want to lose control. I mean, yeah. Not to say that you always lose control, but <laughs> the first time, yes. <laughs> the first time I think, you know, back on the subject of first times again, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, you learn a lesson from that first time, and you decide whether you want to go back in or whether you yeah want I mean, to just leave it alone. If you overdo it, then chances are if you're not responsible enough. Well, for us, we we didn't start doing it until what past our mid twenties. Yeah. So as much as we say you know we like cannabis and all that, hmm. where we're very you know newbieish. Right. You know. And by the time we waded into waded into it. You know, we're getting to a point in our lives where, you, you know, you're in your career already, right? Yeah. It's not ruining, it's not ruining anything because you have to think about how am I going to eat? How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to do all this stuff? And, you know, people with self-control are not going to like allow that to kind of let their life spiral out of control. So it's really no different than alcohol in a way, except, you know, marijuana never directly killed anybody. It's true. I do agree that they, they shouldn't start smoking like at, what, 16, 14, you know, it's it's not good just because, you know, then your life just gets really addicted to, to a substance. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's addictive per se, but once you get used to it, it's relaxing, right? And, you know, when you're a teenager, there's not much happening. Responsibility is very limited. Your hormone, yeah. hormones are raging out of control. <laughs> you know, you need to just chill once in a while. Well, people are always fighting boredom, right? They're all like, you know, I'm bored. What, what do you want to do? So, you know, I can see why some people just want to, you know, blaze up and just be like, hey, you know, it's a way to kind of, you know, go through time, which is kind of counterproductive because sometimes I feel like once you get high, time goes really slow. Time <laughs> slows down so much. If you've ever tried to, like, cook while you're high... It's like, <laughs> Dude, that's a dangerous. Never cook chicken while you're high. It's totally... <laughs> no, maybe not chicken... But like maybe something safer, but it still feels like you're in slow motion. Like it's virtual reality. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's, it's our Domino's delivery. I'm not sure if our producer Nick's gonna <laughs> gonna pause this 
So we're in the top hey, 10. Hey, producer Nick, are we on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in the top 10 comedians, you got Ali Wong, uh, Louis C.K. still in there. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris. Uh, Kevin... Yeah, he has his own podcast too, eh? Yeah, he does. It's kind of funny. It's kind of ridiculous too. I like Hannibal Burris style. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is probably the king right now. Yeah. Kevin Hart. How many is that? That's like five. Six? I feel like... I feel like Burr is in there. I yeah. want to give him my props. I don't know. I don't know, though, if he's in there. Was well, good enough to have his own series. Who's that other guy? I don't know. Which other guy that's, are you thinking of? Like... The guy with the puppets? Jeff Dunham? No, man. I, I watched that episode. Or not episode. His special on... Yeah. On Netflix, I fell asleep twice. Oh, uh, that's just you, though. I mean, the older people at work, like the people in their 50s, they like have their kids and stuff. They're like, that Jeff Dunham. When he had that dead, <laughs> dead terrorist, that one yeah. was pretty good. But now he has like all these different characters. Right. It's kind of weird. And it's, uh, yeah, you, you need to watch it. it the, the jokes aren't, aren't there. Maybe, maybe I'm just, I just like the really dirty jokes now and stuff. His is like a good, clean... Good clean comedy. I don't know what happened to good clean comedy. I mean, now it's all about how many raunchy jokes you can make. Honestly, it's about him like banging a way younger girl and getting her pregnant. Oh, that was the entire show. <laughs> that was oh. his entire Netflix special. That's pretty crazy. But yeah, that's like seven. Seven. Uh, Seinfeld. Is Seinfeld still in there? He released a special this year. Yeah, I watched that special. I didn't think. I don't know. Again, like I'm not a Seinfeld. He's dated. Fuck. Yeah, his style is very dated. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he still does his like all What's, his materials yeah. still back in the day. What's actually, the he actually threw all his old jokes back in the day. Yeah. He's just like, you know what? I did this joke back then too. Yeah, he did like three of them. <laughs> What's the deal with airplane peanuts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, he talks about stand up all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't put him in the top 10. I don't think I put him in the top 10. Yeah. And I've watched his buddies. I've watched Dan Hope. I've watched Hinchcliffe. Hinchcliffe? Yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, Tony Hinchcliffe, I think. I don't I don't think they're funny. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to uh, shit on your boys there. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever give us a listen. Yeah, I, I even watched like Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. No, didn't, didn't do it for me. Are there any other chicks in the top 10 other than Ali Wong? You know what was the weirdest stand-up special? The the twins. The, the two twin bla- uh, black dudes. Oh, uh, Lucas Brothers. Yeah. That was, that was a strange special. I was told... So we had a chance to see them during the, um, the Just for Last Comedy Festival. And my friend said, whatever you do, do not book that show. It was free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that... that, that that show was ridiculous as in ridiculously bad but yeah I mean Joe Rogan always laughs at people saying like they always do the same old jokes or you know around mm-hmm. the same kind of stuff right but he also has like that uh that brown comedian that you know from Brampton Russell Peters yeah Russell Peters Russell Peters is he still in the top 10 I, I kind of no. want to believe he is his last special was not bad and I thought that he, he just recycled his jokes over and over again I mean, his original jokes were pretty funny, and I guess he has to do it. It's kind of like those musicians with their one-hit wonder, and they always right. have to do, or they always have to play that song. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, he has a new show coming out on CTV. Yes. It's a, it's a miniseries. Oh, it's a miniseries. What is it? The Indian Detective or something? Yeah, he's an Indian detective out in, what, uh... Brampton? <laughs> Mumbai. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You guys probably heard there's probably this awkward cut in between. That's because we got pizza. Did you know in the U.S. Domino's has pizza insurance now? What is pizza insurance? It's like if you drop your pizza from their store to your door, you can go back and get free pizza. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you that dropping the pizza is probably one of my biggest fears in my life. I would Canada's... say dropping two two for is the biggest fear. <laughs> Or dropping a bottle of wine. Yeah, because they give you those like... Well, actually, the LCBO uh, paper bags are pretty good. Right. They're, they're tough, but like when, you, when you're returning like a, a case of empties... Yeah. And then you know the kit bottom of that case is all wet and yeah. washed up. You're like, this is... 
I'm so lazy. I'm not gonna go inside and get a whole case and hold this. I'm just gonna try and risk it. And then after you drop that shit, it looks like you drank that entire two four that morning. Yeah. Because there's no way to explain your way out of that to the beer store staff. You just kind of get up and walk away. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 was funny. Just watching that commercial there. I can't. I can't believe that's legit. But no, but I think they're in a marketplace where they have to separate themselves. Well, I mean, that that ad was placed right in between Miss Universe, the oh. commercial. Right? Did they get their target audience right? Yeah, the kind of person that is so probably overweight. You know. Yeah, it's a Un- bunch of overweight men. Overweight man, uncoordinated, so uncoordinated. Eating pizza and he, he judging dropped... hottest girl ladies on earth. <laughs> so uncoordinated, he's dropping the pizza from the time it's handed off to him to the time he gets to his vehicle yeah. or his door. That's pretty much a demo. And that's one of the biggest concerns in his life because he needs insurance for that shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to pay. That's surprising. I wonder if you have to bring in that pizza though. Right? Like, you drop that pizza, but then it's like one slice is missing, and then you just like, hey, can I get a new slice? <laughs> you know, some guys eating that pizza off the ground. No, I'll probably eat that pizza off the ground and then just return that that pizza with one less slice and get a new one. <laughs> I just feel sorry for the Domino's guy that has to count those slices, like the, all the mangled slices. Yeah. <laughs> they was- need to have on-site like accident insurance where the person comes and assesses the accident at your house. Yeah. Like, they draw a chalk outline of the pizza. Yeah, they have to take photos just to make sure that it's real. And then they're just spying on you in regular life. You know how the insurance company, if you have an injury claim or whatever, they like... Dude, we know a guy that does that. That's his job. Yeah, they, they like spy on you in life to see whether you're actually like injured or not. Yeah, that's crazy. I think they'll be sending a Domino's insurance guy <laughs> to like spy on your everyday life to see whether you're like dropping food or not. It's like, according to us, you're actually very coordinated. This is insurance fraud. <laughs> Yo, speaking of food, you know what I recently found out? If Toronto Raptors makes like 10 three-pointers in one game, you can go to Popeye's and ask for free chicken tenders. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The yeah. next day, you don't have, like, we, you know the pizza deal, you got to have a ticket yeah. to get free slice of day, like score over mm-hmm. 101. Right. And I'm not sure if they have to win. I think they have to win as well. Mm-hmm. But um, but this deal mm-hmm. isn't actually like advertised. Right. It's actually on their website that you have to be like a membership, like Toronto, Toronto Raptors fan, right, to get it. But like, just show show up. Actually, don't quote me on this. Just show up anyways and tell me if it works. <laughs> I but, think I've heard of this. Yeah. Like the place where I find out about all the sketch deals, red flag deals. Yeah, red flag deals. Maybe one day they'll sponsor this podcast. It, it's highly unlikely. <laughs> I mean, you use red, what, red flag deals to do, to do your Cyber Monday. I do that for pretty much everything. In fact, I get all my news from red flag deals as well. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used it. Besides, like, when I really need information and I Google search my stuff, I just, like, at the end of it, I'm like, RFD. Because I need real people, like you know opinions or or reviews and then you know you're like ref like deals they give you really good ones after you like go through all the trolls yeah yeah it's a good place to seek other advice i even go there for dating advice on what on on what not to do (laughs) oh you so you follow okay give us like the best thing the best advice you ever got on an rfd can you drop the user's name uh no i cannot drop the user's name (laughs) Or give you a specific example. But yeah. Maybe because most of the people on there have never even touched a woman before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you're, you're probably the only person I know that uses like red flag deals. As in like con- contribute yeah. and actually like sends message and like... Well, I don't, I don't typically post. I, I used to post back in the day. Yeah. These days I don't. But Norman uses it. Norman's the guy who got me into it. But he'll never tell you that. He'll never tell you anything. Well, he, he won't deny it right now too, right, Norman? Yeah. He's... <laughs> we can never let him hear this. <laughs> It'll be the end of our friendship. <laughs> he'll get... What, what is he going to say? I, I don't know. I'm afraid Yo, to find out it... what he's going to say. But Norm's girlfriend... Oh. ...is going to listen to this podcast. 
And I don't think we're ever going to see her again after this podcast. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah. She's pretty cool. But, yeah, anyway, we're going to drop that. My body language is saying no. We should stop talking about this. <laughs> Producer Nick, cut that out. <laughs> cut that entire segment <laughs> out. Are we going back on weed? Yeah, it's kind of awkward because we uh, kind of let that off before the break. Yeah. Uh, Domino's I mean, guy, come on. Come on. Producer Nick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need yeah. to have the cough button. Yeah. That's all the pizza grease causing phlegm inside your throat. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we need to have cough buttons set up for this. <laughs> Especially if we ever plan to get high on the show, we need a cough button. But we'll be vaporizing. Sometimes when I vape, I vape so hard that I have to cough as well. <laughs> I'm already doing it in like my bedroom too, so my neighbors can like hear me like coughing. And I never cough because I never get sick. I never get sick. And the only time I'm coughing is when I'm getting high. Do you think your your neighbor knows you get high? Um, good question. I mean, when I smoke, I tend to go outside and look to see if they have the windows open. Yeah. And I'll do it. I'm, I know probably this neighbor over here. We got to have a theme, right? So we gotta go yeah. back to the well if we have to, right? Actually, so, we can get into that Google, like the cyber stuff. Well, I mean, before we get into that, I wanted to just touch on something you mentioned earlier. Fentanyl. You talked about like these politicians and um, Bill Blair being in charge of like this marijuana legalization rollout. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Are we live, producer Nick? Yeah. Make, give us yeah. a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're dropping the ball here. <laughs> We talked about uh, yeah. Bill Blair uh, being in charge of that portfolio, um, but something that came up in the news recently um, that I shared with a bunch of our friends is that there's an MP named Peter Kent who, uh, in, the ho- in the House of Commons, in front of you know all his peers and probably live on television, who made this claim that having marijuana on the shelf is like having fentanyl on the shelf within the reach of like children. Yeah, that's that's the craziest thing. I, for one, cannot believe that he was not laughed out of the entire House of Commons. The fact that people actually let him stay there and keep his dignity is beyond me. Do you think people, like, applause? I, I wonder, right? Like, because, you know, when when you watch this House of Commons, it's like when whenever your party makes that, like, one snappy comment, yeah. like, bam. I don't know. Bam! You know, Justin Trudeau, you gotta <laughs> stop flexing and all that stuff. And it, bam! Everyone's all clapping and cheering and crap. It's the house of one-liners, right? When you bust out the one-liner, you just drop that one-liner and you leave, essentially. You leave on a high note. (laughs) Peter Kent should have left on a high note because... (laughs) What kind of high are you talking about? Not the high that he's thinking about. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Like... To go... uh, I know people that are... That work in, like, EMS. Mm -hmm. And they say, like, fentanyl is probably, like, the number one issue right now on the streets. Yeah, and you were talking about the West Coast, Vancouver, uh, BC. They had their issue with fentanyl. They had their issue with these opioids. And that issue is coming across to the East. And now we're dealing with it. But are we really dealing with it? Are we allowing MP like Peter Kent to derail the argument? Well, they're just like kind of, yeah. I feel like they're, they're comparing apples to oranges. Like, by no means is cannabis even close to like fentanyl. Like, I've never had fentanyl. Like, the strongest, like, I guess opioid drug I've ever had was T3. And, you know, I only had it because I pulled my wisdom teeth. But besides that, like, I didn't even take it. I, I, for me, I didn't feel anything. But, you know, people say, like, once you take, you know. Per- well, oxys or Percocets. The per- yeah. I, I got to feel, like, I felt, I felt pretty good after taking those, after I got my wisdom teeth pulled. Well, what was the feeling like, like? It's like floating and like, you know, I didn't understand what like opioids were. I didn't understand what narcotics were. I was taking that at work and I was at work. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it just didn't occur to me. But then, then again, I didn't have enough pain or enough of a prescription to get addicted to that stuff. Yeah. Again, like there's no point for us to go back like for people like us. Who don't have like issues, right? To go 
you know, find stuff to you. Again, that maybe that's why we can do all these stuff like drink, you know, enjoy marijuana or cannabis and not fall into that hole and that cycle kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, fentanyl is like taking out so many people, you know, Prince. Unsuspecting people who are, a lot of them are not taking it on purpose. Um, but, you know. Yeah, cocaine being laced with fentanyl now too. Right. Man. Fentanyl and carfentanyl. Which is like what a thousand times stronger than morphine. Yeah, that's puts you in that like hole, right? Where you where you're just yeah. I don't know. Like I don't think I'll. No, I don't think it's. A, I'm one hundred percent sure I'm not touching that thing in my life <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. Unless someone runs up on me and just injects me with <laughs> just it, just drops that on your tongue. <laughs> yeah, they want to get rid of you that badly. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna spend that type of money and give me that fentanyl, but but yeah, like that's some serious stuff too. Like even. For someone that's probably never, you know, had any cannabis product to kind of, you know, compare cannabis to fentanyl is, is ridiculous. It's just fear mongering. Yeah. But the thing about these MPs and these politicians is they're all corrupt. They're all in it for their own benefit and to make money. Like, let me tell you how ridiculous it is. Do you remember Julian Fantino? Yeah, yeah. Julian Fantino, the former police chief of uh, Toronto. <laughs> He, a recurrent theme. He <laughs> is. It is a recurring theme, and I did a little bit of research before this. He once compared weed to murder. So here's a direct quote that he said: "It's like I guess we can legalize murder too, and then we won't have a murder case. We can't go that way." In, ter- in speaking of uh, yeah. legalizing marijuana, but that's now. Now that legalization is on its way, it's becoming socially acceptable. He actually is part of a partnership and a business in a cannabis business. It just got announced this month. <laughs> so he announced his um, his ribbon cutting for his new business uh, earlier this month with his new partner. And his partner is a former RCMP deputy commissioner. So Yeah, you know where to get their supply. <laughs> Can a clinic be knocking on the door? Yo, where's my stock? <laughs> So we had to confiscate that inventory. Uh, we lost it in the process. Crime doesn't pay. Crime doesn't pay unless you're one of these MPs or police chiefs. Yeah. I don't know. This whole idea of of it being bad. I don't know. There, there's even like the way that they're saying like politicians like, oh, we'll legalize it. So like the black market is going to be gone. I, that's impossible. I don't think there's ever going to be a a way to like knock it off like look at alcohol moonshine's still there people love moonshine I've never had it but I mean (laughs) I kind of like look at these cartoon characters drinking that triple X moonshine and I'm thinking (laughs) they live in the life yeah but yeah can't hate on the cannabis I mean eventually they're just gonna have to accept it and there's gonna be so much resistance but I mean if you're gonna do it you would have done it it's not like all of a sudden you know, we legalize it like, oh, all these like 40, 50 year olds, you know, drop everything they're doing and starts, you know, you know, hitting the pipe. I don't know. Like, have you ever seen I mean, some of these, you know, 40, 50, 60 year olds back in the day? Marijuana was just like that was the part of their, their childhood, just like it's a part of people's childhood today. When you go into like a place like uh, one of these dispensaries like I've been in, like you see older people in there. Yeah, that's just crazy. like mixing yeah. in with like the younger people. Yeah. Right? They could probably teach the younger people a thing or two about, like, back in the day. Yeah. About how they used to use it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's not the norm. What What's projected right now, the whole fact that, you know, oh, marijuana is bad. Even for myself, growing up in, like, you know, through my teenage years, like, I never touched that thing because you know, I was thinking, no, it's so bad. But, you know, there was a part of me that was curious. Mm-hmm. But by the time I had a chance to even, you know smoke my first joint and that was out in Amsterdam you know I did it and I came back and there wasn't access to it but I realized it's nothing crazier it's like getting drunk but except you know you're, you kind of have a little bit more control in that you know what you're doing but I don't know at the end of the day it's use it like responsibly right like you can't overdo it you know that's, that's like one of the topics that eventually I think we'll talk about like you know porn addiction same idea. Who's the expert that we're going to bring on for porn addiction? No it, expert, is, is, but... Am I the expert? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think porn addiction probably come on 
on you know this podcast. I just can't know. wait to get you guys out of here so I can get to my porn. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Chromecast here. And a tablet. Pornhub does have a tablet app. <laughs> Your couch is pretty clean though. For now. But yeah, it's, it's it's stuff like that. Like even the smallest thing. If you if you have addictive personality, you know, you're just gonna get addicted to it, and you won't even realize you're you're addicted to it. It I mean, just becomes a norm. I'm just amazed at like the two face of these politicians. Like back in the day, they're all comparing. Like right now, Peter Kant is comparing it to fentanyl. Yeah. Back in the day, Julian Fantino is comparing it to murder. Murder. Right. And now Julian Fantino realizes there's money to be made off, off of it. And now he's changed his tune. Oh, yeah, I'm realizing, you know, all these people <laughs> who are suffering these ailments and they need it, you know. Yeah. Even though I never smoke it myself, like a lot of people use it. But it's murder. Yeah. All right. No, you handle no murder. murder. Or you handle murder, Julian. <laughs> it's fine if, if it's corporate murder. But if it's like gang murder, then it's not good. Right, it, it, it's good as long as they can line their pockets with something. Yeah, but what are we gonna do? I mean, we're on we're on the right boat. It seems like everyone's kind of slowly jumping on. You know, in the future, maybe I'm crossing my finger. I get you know, get my mom to have her first cannabis cookie. You know, enjoy the life, kick it back. And you'll tell her before she eats this, of course. Yeah, I, pro- <laughs> I probably will. I don't think she'll enjoy me letting her eat something that's super special and she's tripping out, like, what the hell is <laughs> yeah. going on? But I don't know. Again, like, I think for Asian Asian parents, like, uh, my parents' generation, it's this crazy stigma. But that's all, you know, it's all related to, like, opium and, and all that stuff back in the day, right? So, but Asian and- people have a very highly addictive personality. I think that's not just, you know, an Asian thing. You know, you and I grew up, grew up in the same neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's not like our parents are from the same place. But, I mean, my mom is the same way, right? Yeah. I can't be telling my mom any of this because she'll freak out. <laughs> you know, what, right? if, what if, like, this thing becomes, like, semi-popular? By semi-popular, I mean we get, like, 30 listens. For episodes, <laughs> why thirty? I don't know. We we can't we can't put the bar too high, and you know our parents. Well, I don't have to worry too much because my yeah. mom doesn't understand yeah. English. But yeah. I mean, like, what if your mom goes like, "Hey, I heard your podcast. And I went all the way back to the <laughs> archives." Do you think my mom even knows how to turn on <laughs> any sort of podcast app That's or true. even download That's a true. podcast app? You give her too much credit. Does she have a smartphone? Sorry, she has a smartphone. <laughs> But, I mean, she only knows how to do the basic shit. I mean, if we ever ended up on YouTube, and by a sheer miracle she searches and finds it, <laughs> then we're in trouble. That, I'm pretty sure she has you as a Google friend. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, speaking of that, that app, that was the strangest thing, trying to compete with like Facebook on that. Yes, I remember back in the day, the Google Circles. Yeah, the Google Circles. I think they messed up too. I think Google had this idea before Facebook, but they never implemented it. Right. I feel like, well, don't take... Actually, you know what? I'm going to skip this topic because I'm not well-versed in this. But I feel like Google probably had an idea of doing this. You know, Google has an idea of doing everything. Right. But they realized that they can't compete in that market and they cut bait. Which is smart. They may have even had the superior product, but if you're behind in the marketplace, there's almost no point in entering that marketplace. Like, just look at um, Microsoft, um, the Zune, the Zune player. Remember yeah. the Zune player? Yo, everyone loves the Zune player. Even like that, uh, <laughs> what, Guardian of the Galaxy had yeah. the Zune player? What the heck? Like, iPod already saturated that market. And by the time Zune entered in with uh, an allegedly superior product, it was too late for them to gain market share. I think the beauty of... I don't, I don't like Apple products, but... There's two products of Apple that I do like a lot, which is like the iPod Classic because mm-hmm. the simplicity of it, it's so clean. Just, you know, it's a, it's a music player. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can organize your music and you can find a genre, artists, albums. It's That's what I like. Like my classic is still running. And that's, the only, that's one of the only products I use, that and the tablet. 
because every single other tablet out in the market, I feel is pretty, you know, inferior compared to like the i iPad. But mm-hmm. although you know you you have you have an Android tablet, this but I'm just saying a Nexus Seven tablet that's barely bigger than a phone. Yeah, but they can never get it to agree upon to do something where they bring to market with you know a tablet that can compete against like an ipad right like the phones nowadays they're so strong and it picks up so much like there's so much technology in it mm. that they can actually compete and actually overtake iphones right but they they realize the areas that they are strong in the areas that are not they're not strong in yeah so they've kind of diverged and gone into a new emerging markets including markets that are like geared towards um like um like citywide mobile networks. Um, What's a citywide mobile network? So, in terms of like, like you, I'm sure you've heard of Google providing like Wi-Fi for like a city or a metropolitan area. Yeah, we were getting one on like Front Street, right? Or right, right. And then uh, Google has gone into, and I'm, I'm sure other um, manufacturers have done this too. Um, the whole mapping thing, where they're doing the Google Maps, driving around. Yeah, self-driving cars. Google has a vested interest in that as yeah. well. So they're really branching out into other kind of territories where they can be a market leader instead of kind of following Apple through their um, through their products, which they are clearly have the market share. Whenever Apple releases a new phone, yeah, everyone lines up to get it. I think that's just like a brand loyalty, like to a point where Apple users just. Because their iOS don't change, it doesn't change much, right? Except I guess like the new iPhone X, mm-hmm. where there's no more home button, mm-hmm. which is kind of tripping out a lot of people. But you know, besides that, like you can pick up any Apple product pre mm-hmm. iPhone X, mm-hmm. and you can probably learn how to use it. But uh, again, because it's so simple, it means that they don't take the risk and do stuff. Like the most recent risk is that what that emoji. Face, yeah, the one where you can like map your face and then pick emoji. It's it's just basically the next step of like Snapchat, right? So, but I mean Google, but but they're also lagging behind Snapchat as well. I actually deleted Snapchat. I I don't understand that app. I do you have Snapchat? I had it for a while. I was using it. I'm like, what's the point of this? It just you know, and then Instagram story came along, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's the same idea. Uh, I've never understood it. I've never felt compelled to even do it. But I, the only time I really see these filters is when I'm on you know these dating apps. I see these girls use the inter- Instagram or the um, Snapchat dog filter. I'm like, I always call that the whole filter. <laughs> do you swipe right <laughs> or left? Hold on, what what? You swipe right for good, right? Like you're you 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 you. DTF on that girl. You, you got to see what is behind that dog face filter. <laughs> if there's another dog face behind that first dog face, then yeah. you swipe left. <laughs> Technology at spinous. Oh. What? A- Speaking of technology, you know, I was talking to a coworker today about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and we're talking about all this home automation gadgets. Um, she couldn't resist buying this this Google Home. Did she get the, the mini or the, like, she got the mini? Okay, right. I, she got the mini and she has all these like smart plugs and all these things like automated set up in her house. Yeah, I'm just I'm just so wary of these technology companies. Like first, when we have GPS tracking on, they know exactly where I am at any given point in time. Do I turn that thing off? Like. If I don't use GPS, I turn that G- well, ch- well, they're still tracking me in the sense because right. it's the cell towers, right? Right. But at least Google doesn't track me. Yeah, the first time when I switched over from like a BlackBerry phone over to Android, you know, the presetting is all GPS. Everything's mm-hmm. turned on, right? So I would go on, you know, get to work, and then, you know, I'm on my browser, and then when it's time to leave work, it'll like basically notify me how what traffic is like yeah. i was like what the heck is going on 
they knew I was at work because I wasn't moving at all for like eight hours. Yeah. And they know my, my position. So they automatically said like, oh yeah, this is your new workplace. Right. So like when I went, you know, in the morning when I'm going to work, it'll like map it out and be like, hey, your, your route to work is like, you know, busier mm-hmm. than normal. And you, you take transit. I'm like, what the? F-? Yeah. They know everything, dude. Like they know your schedule better than you do. Yeah. Like when I'm going um, once a week to like play sports once a week, it knows like Every other day of the week, I'm not doing anything. But that particular day, I'm going to go play sports. So it tells me the traffic report on to yeah. that destination. Like, what? But you leave your GPS on, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> they know all that shit, anyways, right? But they can. Well, someone can look at you. Like, I think there's a way for people to see into your account where you are. Doesn't that bother you? Yeah, it bothers me a lot. So why not turn it off? But I got the utility of having that GPS on so I can always look up directions all the time and not have to turn that GPS on. It's it's like a swipe down and a click. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't turn it on. I, I know like the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday sale. Actually, the, I think on Google, the Google Home's on sale until like the end of the right. year. But uh, I was tempted to buy it just because I wanted like the, the music feature. Right. I just want to yell you, okay, Google played a song for me and it's like bossing around your own personal dj yeah but then i realized i'm married so i I just you know tell my wife to turn it on wow and then you know i kind of got her to read a book and then she'd be kind of floating off i'm like okay google continue reading she didn't appreciate that but the fact is i imagine that's how that's how google is like a google home is it's just like it's like a companion there. You got to figure out which one of those two is more likely to kill you. <laughs> the Google device or your wife. Yeah, that's true. I would put my money on the Google device. <laughs> they're in they're in bed with the U.S. military. I, I forget the exact story. Dude. I can probably look this up later because, again, I come from a very uneducated standpoint. I feel like you should get like a Google Home huh. and then just put it here. We'll come over every single, say, Wednesday. While we're doing this podcast, we'll drop hints of like terrorism. And we'll see if they come by and knock on your door. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure they're like secretly like listening. Because they have to actively listen to you, to you, right? Right. So, I'm pretty sure. It's just like, it's just like photocopying currency. Right. Like the photocopier will like recognize like it's a bill. And they'll just stop and say like, no, you can't, pho- you can't make a photocopy. Because this is like a... Oh, seriously? Yeah. Ser- Dude, try I, I'm going to try that shit tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Now I got something to do at work tomorrow. Yeah, it's crazy because I used to. I don't know why I was scanning something. Oh, now you might want to stop because you're incriminating yourself. Yeah, I don't know why I was photocopying money. Yeah, I don't know why, but this is way back. I think it was for a project, but it didn't work. So, learn something new every day. Another, yeah. That was actually a podcast, like a a podcast topic on on one of the ones i listened to like 99 percent invisible mm-hmm. talking about like money makers and how hollywood you know when, when we see like uh, a movie where there's a lot of money mm-hmm. i guess like our producer nick can verify this by <laughs> nodding yes or no but you guys can't see this because we're not on youtube yet <laughs> but he's nodding no <laughs> he's shaking his head actually <laughs> but uh what is it like you can't have currency but they want to make it as real as possible Mm -hmm. so you have like prop makers try to do it and they'll have like the secret service like knock on the door and basically destroy everything is that true no all right i guess (laughs) i was about to name drop the show you worked on but i feel like you won't appreciate that Mm, i feel like no one will appreciate that (laughs) yeah even though the third like five listeners that we have know who you are but why are we jumping up to five already we have zero (laughs) I start. Do we count as listeners? Because we're we're three listeners right now. Yeah, that's true. actually. You know what? That assumes I actually listen to this afterwards, which is a pretty big leap. I feel like you you should you should put this on your Tinder profile. Can you even attach audio to that? Should I? You can drop a link, right? So then they can click on it, and it'll cut through the garbage, right? Like basically, they just have to listen to this. Well, what if she has that are. dog filter? <laughs> Swipe left. But don't you feel like sometimes you like sitting there you're like, you know what? Maybe a dog filter every now and then is all right. 
as long as we can add the cat filter on top of the dog filter to hide anything that was missed by the dog filter. <laughs> so yeah, like, did, did your like coworker actually get the? She got the, uh, the Google Home, the Mini, and she got the like the smart remote or the smart smart plug. But like, what's a smart plug? Like you can have a device or something plugged into the smart plug and control it from your either your Google device or you can control it from your phone. Okay. So say I have a humidifier yeah. attached to it and I have it running during the day Yeah. and I want to shut it off at some point, I can use my phone to shut it off and turn it on and off. Oh, okay, gotcha. Or a light switch. Gotcha. a little bit more practical. So you're just making like a dumb device. Smart. Into smart, yeah, okay. Right. But also becoming more lazy in the process. Yeah. Yeah, my coworker has four Google Homes. This is prior to the sale. Right. And I was talking to her. Like, her significant other decided to buy four. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you need four? He's like, oh, we need one for every single room. I'm like, what the heck? And like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, if I'm walking from one room to another, I want to keep hearing, like, what the weather's like. I'll just, like, keep asking. I'm like, that's that's kind of overkill, right? That's crazy. Yeah. I that's mean, like having your own robot butler follow yeah. you around. Yeah, except they, get, they can't do anything physically for you. <laughs> can, can you change, like... Okay, Google's voice, like Morgan Freeman. Because if that's the case, I might actually consider buying it. Because I think that was like a running joke. They had this YouTube commercial or parody called oh. Morgan Freeman GPS. No, they did. They, it was on Waze. You can download the. Did local they actually pack. do a real one? Uh, I think you can do it, but I think like that. Mark Zuckerberg has um, Morgan Freeman as his like AI in, oh. in the entire house. That's what, who it is. Don't get me started on Zuckerberg. <laughs> what's wrong with him Zuckerberg and his fake news engine Zuckerberg willing to take money from anyone that wants to put an ad up on Facebook well if Zuckerberg ever runs for president and he wins the election I don't know what side he sits on probably the liberal side probably the left yeah for but sure if he ever wins his election with all the data he has collected on all of us I mean I'm, I'd be more concerned as an American citizen but like he has data collected on everyone. Anyone yeah. who has a Facebook account. That's true. In the entire world. That's true. Like, no president has ever had such access to such power before. Yeah, it starts making you wonder, like, what you can post and what you can't. And things you like. It's pretty annoying, actually. The, the amount of ads that you don't realize that pops up mm-hmm. until, like, you're actually looking at it. And you're like, why am I seeing this? And then you, you notice it's not, like, your friend that's, like... You know, sharing it with you because mm-hmm. in the past it's like what you're seeing in your newsfeed is like mm-hmm. all all from your friends right mm-hmm. nowadays it's just like oh it's suggested ads I'm mm-hmm. like what the heck even yeah I, I heard it somewhere where they're saying Facebook can actually tell if you're sad or if you're if you're depressed or if you're happy and you know according to your mood they'll go and post like specific like articles or like websites for you to see I want to know how they know that shit it's algorithm, man. Because, like... Apparently, we're all just numbers. Feelings are just numbers. Yeah, as a man, I'm not even remotely in touch with my emotions whatsoever. How does Facebook know how to read me? I haven't posted on Facebook in probably more than a year. Have you ever gone on Facebook and liked anything? Um, Maybe one thing in the last maybe year. Damn, you're, you're good. I like a lot of random stuff, like my sports team. Right. Even while Instagram's on there, you probably like a lot of like leaf stuff. Yes, I do, and a lot of other stuff, like all your pictures. Oh. Not all your pictures in particular. This sounds gay. <laughs> yeah. Can we cut this? <laughs> <laughs> all our friends' pictures, you know, you not all like, of them. Some of them aren't that good. Yeah, you ever feel obligated to like like everyone's pictures? Well, I mean, yeah, because I can tell like if they see the feed that you're liking. You know, say you have five friends and you like four of their pictures. And you actually like go and check that feed? I always I wonder because, like, back in the day when I follow like all yeah. these Instagram models, yeah, I was like, man, I hope. Well, I don't care if they, if they see I like these girls, but yeah. you know, after a while, I'm like, man, they could really see who yeah. you like. People can see that, yeah. But I mean, I, the stuff I like is so like nondescript, yeah, that it doesn't really raise an alarm. But there's a lot of good pictures out there that I like. But I mean, I don't feel obligated to like every single one. 
Yeah, I'm just some of them aren't that good. Yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I can't like this. <laughs> I just scroll on and just continue <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. Some of them just give you nothing to like about it. Like they're just a picture of something. Like I don't know. I don't want to name names. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. But like most of my stuff is pretty much again sports. Yeah, sports related again, which makes me wonder. What my life is made up of your your life is made up of cheering on boys in their 20s their young 20s <laughs> sometimes or sometimes early, sometimes late to, I, I think they're teenagers actually and buying a jersey and putting their name on your back when you put it that way it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty creepy it is but the, the the um i mean your your athletes used to be you know, your heroes, your idols, you know, your Doug Gilmores, your Vince Carters, all those you know, guys. Doug Gilmore looking rough these days. They, <laughs> they, used to be, they used to be your heroes. Like, Sundin looks like a Bond villain. I saw him at the, um, the Sweden game, Colorado yeah. and uh, Ottawa in, in Stockholm. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a Bond villain. He's all bald, like veins popping out of his head and stuff. Like The thing is, we're both like clean-shaven head right now, too. Yeah. And we're sitting in your basement, and we're talking about villains. Right. Well, you know what? I got the villain thing coming on. I know we're, we're doing rapid fire, moving into topics. I was getting my head, my, um, my, my haircut yesterday in uh, this woman's basement. Um, All right. Like, Is my, it back in our hood? Yeah, it's that, like, Kennedy area. But, like, my hairline is receding. I'm also getting gray hair. Like, she's like... You notice how this area here is like a little bit like pushed in. Yeah, she's like, "There's nothing I can do. Like, I need to even this out. <laughs> it's gonna reach a certain point where it's gonna be game over." I think. I think you need to go to like a barber shop, like a like a men, black barber shop, like a black barber shop, and they'll get your like line fixed up, dude. That those those shops cost so much money. I don't know why. I don't. You pay for the experience, but I don't want that experience. <laughs> just just cut the hair, like. This lady is so sweet. She talks about, like, oh, how's your life going? How's your job? How's your family? Yeah, yeah. Like, how long has she cut your hair? Uh, maybe, like, I actually have no concept of time whatsoever. But I want to say, like, three, four years. Oh, okay. It's not too bad. I thought, yeah. like, maybe, like, she's been cutting your hair since you were, like, a kid. No. Definitely not. She was my mom's, like, hairdresser. <laughs> and the haircuts were, like, seven bucks. Yeah. So I'm like, you sold me on seven dollars. Yeah, I remember when I was gonna get my hair cut, and then I was like, "Yeah, I want I want this messy spike look." And then my bar, my yeah, hairdresser. I guess she's a hairdresser because she's a girl. Mm. Just like yeah, like I can't I can't help you there. Like I don't think you'll look good with that. With whatever you you have going on, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right. It's a sad day, but you lost a customer not because I want to leave you. Yeah. But because I realized I shouldn't pay you money for cutting my hair anymore yeah. <laughs> when I can do it myself. That's a day that's a day that you empowered yourself. That's true. Right. I feel like, you know, once you shave the head, you kinda own that. Well what you know, what can people say? Like, oh you're losing your hair. I'm like, yeah, well no, no, no shit. I shaved my head. Right. But a lot of people their hair owns them and not the other way around. Yeah. I don't know too many people like that nowadays. I'm pretty sure, like, we're, we're all pretty lazy, but, yeah, back in the day, when I had a head full of hair, it was amazing, I spent, you know, 15 minutes gelling it, you know. You gotta gel it into that McDonald's M. Yeah, it might be that dippity-doo, yeah. that dippity-doo bullcrap that caused my hair loss, too, which not, I like to think, but... <laughs> you're not the only one that had that McDonald's M, right, producer Nick? You had McDonald's M going on. <laughs> That McDonald's M was coming back, yeah. and I think it, it just stopped because a lot. Well, it stopped for us, anyways. Yeah. There are a lot of people, like a lot of our friends, because they're experiencing what I experienced. But <laughs> this, this podcast all of a sudden, <laughs> it went downhill. Su- su- super serious tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that's pretty funny. That's actually, yeah. Well, you shave your head. I think you can probably do it yourself, though. Yeah, I, I'm thinking like I don't trust myself. I've balded myself in a certain spot before too and i covered it up quite well actually no one noticed yeah so well i mean like unless your hair when you once your hair start growing out there's yeah. gonna be your your slight fro going and then it'll be it, like it a patch. it doesn't make a difference it no. really wouldn't make that much of a difference yeah because you're basically like shaving it down to like millimeter right less than right. that yeah 
Yeah, I, I encourage you to save money. I, I thought about getting that, like, the thing that you strap on your hand and you go like this. Oh, yeah, like, the head blade? Yeah. I, I can't find that anymore. Really? They, did they stop making it? Yeah, because like, there used lawsuits to, around that? <laughs> it used to be at, like, um, shoppers that, that yeah. had it. And then they, they stopped selling at shoppers. I guess they weren't selling enough. You might be able to find it. Like You, you might be able to buy it online, actually. Because like I bought it Monday. Yeah, you, you probably could. <laughs> I mean, I bought head... It's called head loop. You, you got like... Oh, head loop. Yeah, Tell yeah, us yeah, more yeah. about head loop. You, you got to like... <laughs> <laughs> the words that they use for this product is completely... Completely uh, incorrect because right. I feel like they want to make it sound like more manlier than it is, like head cream or skull right. cream. Right. But they're like, oh, you know what? Like lu- lubrication, lubricant, sounds very manly because of like car and all that stuff. Yes. Right? But yeah, it's it's a pretty good product. I recommend it. So I'm pushing for you know like head blade, head loop. Maybe head loop was sponsored this podcast. You know, here we are talking about male, male pattern boldness here. Maybe they'll sponsor us. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we start talking about enough products. One of them will actually jump on board. Regino's. Regino Pizza. That's a good pizza. They have a walk-in for ten ninety nine. Yeah. Special large. So I'll push for that. But yeah. I feel like our first podcast was good. Are you ending it? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what do you feel? I, I don't know. I, I'm feeling really tired. These We need to get better chairs. We need to sit in better chairs. Well, I'm, not we, buy, I'm not buying chairs. <laughs> weren't we just talking about how this budget's like <laughs> balloon from, you know, we were going to talk into producer Nick's phone? I'm, I'm definitely not used to sitting in this chair for this long. This is how old age has hit me. That's true. I, I thought the arrangement was going to be on a couch, but... Maybe the couch is too too chill there. Yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe next time when we get the high cast going. We need to es- we need to like gradually escalate. This time we had beer. Do I bust out the scotch next time? The Glen the Glen Live at eighteen? Yeah, I guess we can get I think I'm saving that for a special occasion. What would that be? Episode three. Episode one hundred? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe episode 18. 18. But yeah, I, I don't know. I felt kind of rocky at the beginning, right? Producer Nick? I think it got... Nodding yes. I think it got rocky at several points. Yeah. It was just pure rocks, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's like there was more rocks than water, and <laughs> we were just on the rocks. It's like walking on Mexican beaches where it's like nothing but rocks. You think it's all sandy. But when, when you're going into that water, it's just you're stepping on these jagged water rocks. That's all. That's my analogy. It's pretty bad. But <laughs> you got one more one more metaphor than I do. So uh, I can't even tell what's the difference between a metaphor and an analogy, actually. But neither can I. I think this is an appropriate time to trail off into the sunset. <laughs> play, play "Happy Birthday" or some song that's free. Producer Nick. <laughs> Wait, wait, are we good? <laughs> I think we're good. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yo. <laughs> Comment.